0: CHAPTER Thirty Six OF THE SOCIAL WAR OF 1900, OR THE CONSPIRATORS AND LOVERS. THIS IS A LIBRIVOX RECORDING. ALL LIBRIVOX RECORDINGS ARE IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. FOR MORE INFORMATION, OR TO VOLUNTEER, PLEASE VISIT LIBRIVOX.ORG. RECORDING BY MEG Turasek, THE SOCIAL WAR OF 1900, OR THE CONSPIRATORS AND LOVERS, BY SIMON LANDIS. Chapter thirty six the bloody conspirators in fear and fight amongst themselves the bloody conspirators almost ran their movements into the ground breaking their camels back by causing the state legislature to make several offensive laws which however were only intended for victor juno and when a certain newspaper was printing sentiments in its columns that came within these laws and the friends of dr juno arrested the publisher of this sectarian newspaper they saw the blunder they made as their instigated enactments were nauseating to their own saints they called a very special meeting of the sacredly secret conclave to meet at tabernacle hall sharp at eight p m the president reverend joe peer as usual called the saints to order and after the minutes of the preceding meeting were read, a hot discussion took place about the reckless manner in which business is oftentimes transacted. Brother Savage Ragtag took the floor and said that he was arrested by some audacious scoundrel who is friendly to Dr. Juno, because he had published an advertisement of a certain celebrated patent medicine doctor, which came within the law that the brotherhood had recently enacted for the special benefit of dr juno now then this law was so recklessly drawn up as to injure the business of many of the saints if enforced on them and there are enough rascals amongst us who make no scruples to spring our own trap on us which truly is breaking our camel's back influence must be brought to bear on the prosecuting officers to draw this charge of an obscene libel, now pending against him, for doing what all the other newspapers publish. Yes, even the Oracle prints this same patent-medicine advertisement, and in a measure it would serve Brother Generous' right if they should arrest him also." because he had been the leader in having this reckless law framed and enacted. "'Remember, brethren, I have no objections to any kind of law that will catch the renegade Dr. Juno, but I want it so cautiously framed as only to include quacks like him without touching decent people's business,' said Savage Ragtag. "'To this onslaught by Brother Savage Ragtag, On Gold Eagle Generous, Colonel McStuckup pounced upon the floor and said, Mr. President and Holy Saints, I am not going to sit here and allow the libelous ragtag insult the memory of my noble employer, whilst he is absent in Europe. Brother Generous is a Christian and gentleman of the first water, and he would give more money toward any of the saints good work as is often seen in the newspapers, than this growing libeler can raise in a lifetime. Here Deacon Rob Stew intervened and said, Mr. President, I ask you to call these green brethren to order at once, because we cannot, and shall not, lose time in fighting over irrelevant matters for which this special meeting was called. The brethren are out of order, and brother stew must be heard responded the president the devil he must said savage ragtag and was going to continue speaking when a blow on his mouth sent him reeling like a top after which he crawled into a back seat and shut pan deacon rob stew now arose and said beloved saints if you are wise you will be silent and attentive whilst I endeavour to show you where great danger is breeding. Yes, danger that may bring every one of us speedily to the gallows, unless we plan and work like brave fellows. Oh, Brother Stu, please let us pray, responded Reverend Joe Pier, for I am scared already out of a year's growth. Bring every one of us speedily to the gallows, great Mars, I feel choked already. Oh, beloved brethren and sisters, let us pray God to unite us in sentiment and action, so that we shall escape the hangman's ignominious rope, because I despise hemp when it comes too nigh to a saint's swallowing organs. Brother Peer is right, continued Rob Stew, and it must be self-evident to all of you that Dr. Juno, the accursed innovator is gaining ground on us notwithstanding our endeavours to disgrace him by convicting and imprisoning him for publishing an obscene libel why the daredevil is actually making capital of his imprisonment by crying persecution and i have a report at home of two sermons that he has lately delivered to large intelligent audiences on ministers and doctors in which he shows without cavil that he is right and that we are all in the wrong his hearers i understand from the reporter whom i sent to get his speeches were perfectly carried away by his logic and eloquent manner even my faithful saintly reporter esteems juno to the greatest man living and if such loyal brethren as reporter sanctiblower son of judge Sanctiblauer are being carried away who is safe that is really intelligent provided dr juno is permitted to go on in his determined way the intelligent temperate classes of the people who are the most useful and respectable will soon join this innovator they respect him greatly and before long he will make a move to crush us by rebellion see if he don't "'unless we can remove him from our midst. "'Lord, oh, Lord, help, help us,' sighed out Reverend Joe Peer, "'with uplifted hands, and, interrupting the deacon, continued. "'I feel it, oh, brethren, I feel it. "'Dr. Juno is arousing the best people and carrying them away from us, "'and we'll surely be hung as common murderers. "'Oh, oh, oh!' "'Do not be such a coward, Mr. President,' angrily cried out Dr. Toy Pansy. "'I also know that a certain class of people will join Dr. Juno, "'but these are few compared with all those who are his bitter opponents. "'Now listen for a moment, Brother Pierre, and don't be a fool. "'Both you and the deacon forget that we can swell our crowd to an immense army "'by calling all the medicine doctors.' medicine swallowers tobacco dealers rum dealers and the users of these articles also the jealous selfish miserly crowd will come to our side if we should ask them to do so and the public press is our slave already therefore take comfort and feel safe and sound oh dear good wise brother pansy you really are a doctor who can cure the weakness of the flesh by your deep thought and i now feel i am myself again ejaculated the saintly reverend joe Pier. mr president i am not a public speaker but i have a few words to say and that is that i am opposed to accept the services or be thrown into communion with unregenerate people like the dissipated worldlings who indulge in rum, tobacco, profanity, Sabbath-breaking, and so forth, responded a sanctimonious brother. Silence, interposed Deacon Robb Stew, and hear me. We do not want your silly scruples on the habits of the worldlings, or on any one else. First, because such nonsense comes too near the accursed teachings of dr juno and secondly because we shall need all the help that we can get from all quarters furthermore i call upon the president to order all such rebellious stuff as being irrelevant when we meet as a sacredly secret conclave and remind all who belong here that i say our solemn oath cannot be violated with impunity Remember the fate of the apostate Harry Gossimer Yes, brothers and sisters, remember the fate of the apostate Harry Gossimer, whose death for dissenting with profound wisdom of Deacon Rob Stew, should be a terrible lesson to all of you who are within reach of my humble voice, exclaimed the Reverend Joe Pier. I rise to request that Brother Rob Stew shall finish his speech i want to hear his plans and if they do not agree with mine i shall take the opportunity to urge what i claim to be rational and will prove successful said sister nancy clover o precious holy and profoundly wise sister clover your angelic voice always charms my soul and calms my fears and i now order that the floor belongs to brother stew until he has finished his speech Exclaimed the saintly president with a countenance quite serene as he threw an affectionate glance at Sister Nancy Clover, brethren. I know that we have only one way left us to carry us safely through Israel, said Deacon Rob Stew, and that is by working in unison with the politicians and worldlings generally. We have reached that dangerous point when we cannot choose our company in fact we have not started right in the beginning but we cannot go back and do over what is already done therefore as our religion sanctions the moderate use of those things which physiological science totally rejects and as we have always indulged in the same worldly habits as those do who make no professions of piety why should we now at this eleventh hour object to cast our fortunes with drama-drinkers tobacco-indulgers money-seekers gluttons sensualists warriors politicians and people of that kidney i boldly admit before the sacredly secret conclave that dr juno is right in the sight of god and science but In the sight of the people, he is wrong, and we cannot change the people's tastes without sacrificing millions, and beginning with the unborn generations, by starting communities, as Dr. Juno says, and in those communities train the young to lead natural physiological lives, and grow them sound in body and mind, before they increase and multiply and replenish this wicked earth these sentiments i have learned recently from a sermon that i had reported which dr juno delivered in his own hall and whilst i must admit the soundness of his doctrines i say that such views do not suit the elect nay such work does not become an old-established sainthood which is always called upon god for all its wants and blessings why brethren and sisters such teachings would ruin us body and soul therefore i say we require to be a unit in carrying our old established work fearlessly ahead and to prevent a crisis a war that will cause our downfall with the only source we can look to for succor i mean the people we must remove this dr juno this vile agitator of a cause, that would have been worthy our best efforts had we understood it as this innovator does.' "'May I ask the brother a question?' said Dr. Toy Pansy. "'Certainly,' responded the deacon. "'Well, sir, if what you have just said be really true, would it not be better and wiser for us to cease our erroneous work and—' instead of prosecuting long-established ungodly usages join dr juno and work with him he is very generous most benevolent and would forgive any injury if asked to do so what say the saints this reckless speech of deacon rob stew and the proposition by dr toy pansy caused a terrible hubbub amongst the brotherhood which resulted in a furious fight with fists chairs, and knives. End of chapter 36